because of how I grew up mm. and because of who I am, mm-hmm. it's very, you got lucky, by the way. I, I never thought I'd ever marry a And GCC. by the way, my generation of GCC men is very different than your generation mm. of GCC men. Welcome, Abir, to my podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I know that this has been in the making for quite some time. November. I know. So <laughs> I'm really proud of you, actually. Um, and yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so I think one thing we always talk about is our identity. As you know, I come from a mixed background. Mm-hmm. And I've always struggled with it. Obviously. So I'm Kuwaiti, and uh, my dad uh, decided when we were quite young, I was seven to be exact, to move us to uh, Switzerland and start a life there. And so, um, how yeah, long did you stay there? We stayed there for 12 years. And how old were you? When I left mm. Kuwait, seven. Very young. Yeah. So mm. the growing years were in Europe. And so, um, Yeah, now, of course, as I became an adult and I became older, um, it's starting, you know, it started to not affect me, but I became more aware. Of what? Of the lack of identity as such that I felt because I felt I didn't belong here, I didn't belong there. And so it was always a foot here and a foot there. Where is here and there? Well, now here is UAE for sure. Growing up, it was Switzerland. And mind you, it wasn't just Switzerland. We moved around so much. So I've lived in Switzerland. I've lived in London. I've lived in Sweden and the UAE. So there was a lot of movement. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's um, now UAE is home, has been for quite some time. But me as Abir, as an identity... Many a times I don't feel like I belong in the Arab world and most certainly I don't belong in the European or Western (laughs) world. So it's always in between. It has a lot of advantages, by the way. Mm, I can imagine. Tell me. It has a lot of advantages. For example, being linguistic and trilingual or, you know, whatever has definitely been a plus for me. So what languages do you speak? I speak English, French, I can get by with Spanish and Arabic, but I don't write and read Arabic as fluently as I would like. Oh, I thought you did. No, I didn't. I don't. Well, how did you learn Arabic then? You left at seven. So I left at seven. Um, I was in a Bayan school in Kuwait um, and dad, bless his heart, you know, English was the main language that I grew up with even as a toddler onwards because Al-Bayan was an American school, is an American school and so Arabic always felt like a secondary language and then even in Kuwait from the age of five I started getting French private lessons Oh, okay. so again Arabic became less of an importance especially when we moved to Switzerland and it was always either in communicating in English or French and bearing in mind that we were in boarding school and, you know, <laughs> spending time at home with the Arabic, with the Arab dad yeah. and speak, speaking Arabic was not a thing. Yeah. 
Um, and so obviously the other languages dominated more and more and more. Did you have any Arab friends in school? I did, but again, conversing yeah. and yeah. you know speaking to them or with them has was always in English or French. Mm. You know, similar to what you and Ahmed do at home with my husband, we mainly speak in English. Yeah, I was. Um, I always did that. I I do it with my brother and my mom sometimes, uh, but I didn't notice how weird it is until someone pointed it out. At the end of the day, I'm talking to someone, I'm talking to you as well, who speaks my language. Yeah. But I'm speaking in another language. It's yeah. very odd, but ne- it never hit me until three years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think we feel that it's odd because no. it's just part of who we are and, you know, our daily lives. But you're absolutely right. And I was just mentioning um, earlier, you know, that my family also lives in Dubai. Mm-hmm. So I visit, I try <laughs> to visit every weekend. But last weekend I was home. And the entire family, and when I say family, meaning my siblings and I, and my nephew, and we were, as we were, as we always do, we were conversing, and of course we were conversing in English. And uh, Baba, bless his heart, got really annoyed. You know, into Arab, you know, why is English your first chosen language to converse in? And so, uh, yeah, it's still a thing at uh, at home with dad. He gets very annoyed, very upset uh, that we haven't, uh, that we, he thinks that we don't take pride in our roots. Yeah, but it's not that. Of course but it's next, not I that. love I love Arabic. But yeah. yeah, I love Arabic too, but it's just so much easier for yeah. me to think in English, converse in yeah. English, work in English. Yeah. Um, fight in English. You know, you actually, know? when I fight, it's in, in Arabic. Is it? Yeah. Or, or if I call customer service <laughs> and I'm angry, yeah, it has. I, I would love if someone was Arabic. I'm like, do you speak Arabic? I'm like, yes, okay. And then I go in Arabic. I feel th- it helps me in that place. But why do you feel like you get heard more if you're Arabic because you're in an Arabic country as opposed no. to no, no, no. I think I can. If someone else is Arab and I'm talking about a problem. It's easier for me to convey what's wrong emotionally as in emotions and the issue itself. Mm. I feel like English doesn't give it justice as much as Arabic would. Yeah, I think mm. in Arabic we are a lot. By the way, I think that the Arabic language is one of is the most beautiful language. Mm. The way that we express the words that are used to say simple things like, you know, Hi, salam alaikum. I mean, peace be upon you. Yeah. You know, it's more poetic. It's absolutely, that's the exact term that I was looking for. It's very poetic. Are there things you can't translate? No. English? No. There are certain words that are very, very, <laughs> you know, how do you yeah. say the lua or the luha in Arabic? It's yeah. just, you know. My favorites are the curse word, though. <laughs> We're not gonna we're not, no. we're not gonna say them, this but is a PG rated uh, podcast. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, في أشياء حتى the good stuff like in Lebanese صحتين. You know, like a lot of these good willing things, you don't mm. find them in uh, English. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And I am married to a Lebanese man, mm. so when I do speak with him or converse with him, I have chosen to use. The Lebanese accent slash dialect, simply because there's no way he's going to understand <laughs> me speaking uh, using, you know, my Khaliji, you know, dialect or whatever. So it's an added layer of complication, if you will, yeah. right? 
And when you go home, which I'm assuming is Kuwait, when I'm yes. saying home, I'm referring to Kuwait. How's that? Well, is it home though? That's the that's part of the issue, right? Yeah. The only thing that attaches me to Kuwait is the fact that um, my parents are divorced and my mom is still there. And even the relationship with my mom is not very strong, but that's another podcast on a different another day. Another story. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my my connection to Kuwait, I, I can't call it home. Okay, as, fair. As sad as it sounds and as sad as it makes me because that's where I'm from, but Kuwait is not home for me. Well, I feel the same. I left Saudi when I was 18. Yeah. Uh, so my proper adulthood was living abroad so in uae it's gonna be eight years mm. so it's pretty long and in beirut i was there for five years i've been out of saudi for a while now the only real connection i have is my husband and his family mm. i don't have family there we, we left we would only go to saudi for his for papers and that's it so yeah yeah i understand but when was the last time you were in quit 2016 how was that like difficult hmm why? Because uh, I cannot relate to your typical, and no offense, by the way, this is not said in any way, shape or form in a judgmental or yeah. offensive way, but I cannot relate to most of the Kuwaiti girls or women. How do you feel when, because I feel the same. So how do you feel around them? I feel completely out of place. Mm. Completely. Do you feel, do they accept you or do you feel any acceptance? Look, again, the attachments that I have there are, um, what's the right word, are uh, very superficial in okay. the sense that I do not have many deep connections to Kuwait. I mm -hmm. don't have very uh, close friends. I haven't maintained any relationships. As I said, I was seven, mm -mm. you know. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm still in touch with you know, ladies that I went to school with, but on a very, again, uh, superficial level. It's nothing close. And with the family, again, because I'm not really connected to that side of the family, going to Kuwait is always bittersweet yeah, in a way yeah. because I get to relive some of my childhood memories. But at the same time, I just feel so out of place in many ways. Um, again, the whole conversing in English which is so natural yeah. for, for me when I go to Kuwait you know they're like if uh, yeah which is not uh, no abadan no relax yeah. it's just me being that's me yeah you know and of course sometimes I get certain expressions wrong so <laughs> I hesitate speaking yeah. in Arabic sometimes hey, when us, they make fun of it absolutely if you don't get the right Ab phrase no mercy <laughs> You know, we're rough people, <laughs> yeah, man, we're a tough crowd, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's, uh, it's bittersweet, but I don't go that often anyway. Yeah. You know, my family's here, the family, yani my dad, uh, my siblings, my nephew, we're all here and UAE has been home for quite some time. And, uh, in many instances when, you know, something major happens in the UAE, I feel like I'm very patriotic towards it because yeah. this has become, you know, my home. And it's been my home for quite some time. So, yeah. If you were to introduce yourself to people, is there something specific? Where are you from? When, what do you tell people? I always say Kuwait. What else are you going to say, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. No explanation. No, like, I'm this and that. The problem is, again, when you start digging deep into 
No, I never. No, I just don't explain. I just say Kuwait because it's the easy. It's the easy answer. No, you know. No, unless we're really, really close, you're never gonna know my background. Yeah, my, yeah. You know. Um. So it's just easier to say Kuwait, right? No, I agree. Yeah. I what do you say? Oh, it's always, um, it took me a while to finally know what to say. Yeah. Because as soon as I say one thing, people negate it by saying something else. But you're not this. But where? Like, they they don't believe whatever I say. Yeah. So now I finally say I'm half Saudi, half Lebanese, partially Asian. But that's super hot, girl. I mean, <laughs> that combination is Thank you. fire. <laughs> so, no, you should be proud. Well, yeah, but that's the issue with, like, uh, the first topic I spoke about is that because I only became proud a few years ago mm. it's not that easy uh, as we said we are a tough crowd uh, because in Saudi and a lot of areas in the Arab world we're quite tribal mm. and if you're not if you cannot trace your um, yeah family tree absolutely it's an issue I don't know how are, is the same quote absolutely absolutely and people are very judgmental and one of the things that we have in Kuwait are the Bedouin right yeah so there's a lot of Bedouin in Kuwait that doesn't make them necessarily any Less Kuwaiti than the Kuwaitis. Are they treated differently? Very much so. But society or government or both? Both. Oh, okay. Very, very, very much so. Okay. Lish, alhin fil Kuwait, it really, really matters if you're Sunnah or Shia. Yeah. yeah. And that's a completely different topic in yeah. conversation. But look how. We said the Saudi. Okay. You know, yeah. and that shouldn't yeah. define your identity yeah. Yeah. or who you yeah. are. You are, you are who you are. Yeah. People should base you on your principles, your morals, your manners. If I want to debate that, I agree. I 100% yeah. agree, but that's not the first thing people see, right? Humans are made to be lazy, let's say. I understand, but what does it mean if I say I'm Kuwaiti? Like for someone from London, <laughs> if I say yeah. I'm Kuwaiti, what does that mean to him? Absolutely nothing. And possibly just stereotypes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And usually it's the most negative stereotypes yeah, yeah. that you associate with any nationality. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, yeah. So yeah. there's nothing positive really about associating someone to where they're from. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband, when I say oh, I'm married to a Lebanese, the immediate reaction I get is, oh my God, really? <laughs> Why? Yeah, there's a big question. It's like, how could you? You know? No, but I got that question about marrying a Saudi. I'm like, why? <laughs> but it depends on who you talk to. True. <laughs> well, Lebanese, okay. Yani, Let's not generalize. It but really yeah. depends. Yani, when I told my brother that I'm marrying uh, a Lebanese, <laughs> I got it. I really got it. Yani, ma shay from the stereotypes of Lebanese that he didn't mention. How are they now? <laughs> no, they're super. They're super cool. But my brother is a tough guy. So, you know, he had to drill me with all the questions. <laughs> Yeah. Best, you know, typically yeah. a typical Lebanese guy is like the biggest douchebag. Sadly, what, sadly, right? yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's sadly. terrible. Yeah, especially if you're from the GCC, they'll always see it's them that terrible. way. Or maybe, hopefully, they'll change, but they'll see them that way. You were saying that mar being married to a Lebanese changed the accent. Has it impacted any part of how you live or your lifestyle or who you are? No, you know, growing up, I always knew I was never going to be able to marry a guy from the GCC. Interesting. I thought the same. Tell me why. Because of how I grew up mm. and because of who I am. Mm -hmm. It's very, you got lucky. 
by the way. I, I never thought I'd ever marry a And GCC. by the way, my generation of GCC men is very different than your generation mm. of GCC men. By the way, I'm not going to give my age <laughs> away, but there is a slight age gap between Razan and I. It's very impossible for a man from my generation to accept a very modernized version of the Arab woman. I thought the same exactly. I'm sure we again we you have maybe more challenges than I do, but that was my that were my thoughts. I'm, no way. Yeah, uh, we were great as girlfriends. Yeah, but never marriage material. Yeah, right. Yeah, we were too strong, too opinionated, <laughs> too independent, yeah. too loud, too so, wild. Maybe. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah. too wild. Hence, why we were great girlfriends, but never marriage material. Yeah. And again, I think. It threw off me having traveled, not traveled, but me having lived abroad mm. and been brought up that way really threw them off as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, I knew I was never going to end up with a guy from the GCC. Yeah. No, I, I had no idea because I thought, because of the way I thought, the way I dressed, the way I looked, whatever, and the way I spoke, I think also back to language. English became became a barrier mm. or a filtering system. Mm. Like I knew some people, as soon as they hear me speak in English, they'll just walk away or filter me out or screen yeah. me out. Yeah. I don't. I'm not one of them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I had no idea that would happen. But I was told to point out my husband is a mixed Saudi as well. There you go. I think if he weren't mixed, yeah. I don't think it would have ever happened. Yeah, yeah. No, it just um, it's very difficult from your typical Khaliji yeah. guy to take you home, to take someone like me home, and the mother be like, oh, what? <laughs> Why? What happened? Are you okay? <laughs> Son, <laughs> what did I do to you? You know, but, um, and again, I, I strongly agree with you. The English thing is a complete barrier because yeah. I would have never been able to be so expressive oh, in same. Arabic. Yeah, I knew I needed someone who spoke English well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, including my friends. Yeah, like, um, I think that's a connector or a barrier, depending how you want to see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then culturally, mm. and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think the amount of obligations that the Khalijis put on themselves. Yeah. Oh, God, man, do we like to add pressure to our lives? <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, again, because I grew up not in that environment, same. I think I wouldn't have survived the pressure of being with a very demanding family yeah. or a family that needed me to act, look, speak in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. I just didn't want to compromise in that sense at all. And it just, yeah, Lebanese made the perfect sense because we can still connect on the Arabic yeah. level and in some of the traditional things that I have actually held to, yeah. but uh, not so much where it became suffocating. Does actually, that make sense? You know, 100%, because yeah, I yeah. used to think that because we didn't practice the same traditions, I, you know, when you're in, uh, what is it called? When you're in cultural things and I felt like everyone knew what to do and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. We didn't have. For sure. Akid. I used to think that was a negative thing, but then I realized, actually, I get I got to choose the that I liked. Yes. So, I, so few loopholes that people don't usually see that we get a, we get out from because I, I can't. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, but then, you know, I think the beauty of all this 
for you, for me, and for anyone that has had that same situation or growing up in so many cultures is that we get to pick and choose yes. what we hold on to. Yeah. And no one is going to hold us uh, accountable if we don't you well, know, choose the right thing. Less than others. <laughs> okay, tell me. يعني الوالد حياتي الوالد. الله But I think his, funny enough, his biggest regret is taking us out of Kuwait. And he says that repeatedly whenever he's upset with us. Oh. He's like, the worst thing I ever did was move you out of Kuwait and give you this life in Switzerland, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, because again, yeah. you know. Because I think we become too different than them. I mean, obviously kids will be different than their parents, but we deviate way yeah, too far. Way, 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 way far. And run with it. Absolutely. And you know what that does to parents, right? <laughs> a few heart attacks. Yes, few. <laughs> a few, few here and there. But uh, again, I think that we get to really pick and choose what we want to hold on to. Yeah. And we get to hold on to the best things, you yeah, know? I think so, yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. In our household, um, obviously growing up, even in Kuwait, by the way, I can't remember actually in Kuwait if this applies or not. But definitely in Switzerland, we used to have to celebrate Christmas. Mm. Not in the sense that we believe that, you no. know, G- not yeah. like, like that. Lebanon. But we had, Lebanon, absolutely, we had Christmas tree. Yeah. You know, fun. it's fun. In New Year's, we would pop up the yeah. champagne. You know what I yeah. mean? And then all of a sudden, when we moved to the UAE, and my dad was a different man in 92 than he was when we were in Switzerland. Mm. Or you know what GCC men are But also, like. a lot of people who come back home, they have to put on more, how do I say it? Uh, Airs. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Keeping up with appearances yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But with dad, it wasn't that. Okay. It was he truly, you know, he was getting older. Okay. He was back in, to his roots. He just became a lot more religious. Mm. So I had to follow a curfew coming back home. I couldn't come and go as I please anymore. <laughs> yeah. I had to uh, let him know where I was going with whom. But he never was like that before. In Switzerland? Are you kidding general. me? Never. Okay. Because never. what you're describing is a typical Arab Yeah, world, but yeah. remember, I had yeah. all the freedom in the world when yeah. we were in Europe. Yeah. And then suddenly, when I actually became an adult, yeah. this <laughs> was being imposed on me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for me, it was a complete culture shock. Yeah. And it was the opposite of you. you yeah. Know, you grew up... Mm-hmm. I ve- couldn't do anything. Exactly. Yeah. I lived a proper Saudi girl life and I couldn't do anything. For me, it no. was the polar opposite. I mean, I had a curfew leading up to the day I got married. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. That's hard. Yeah. You know, I couldn't come home after a certain hour. I had to respect the rules. There's no way I'd be out, you know... Uh, before Friday prayers, letting the Friday lunch was a thing at home. We had to all eat lunch together. Eid, first day of Eid is mandatory. Those are nice though. These are beautiful things. But, but again, yeah. for me, what are you talking about? Like, this is not something we ever did when we were in Switzerland. Yeah. Why is it suddenly being imposed on me um, now? Why does it now matter what the neighbors think, what time I come home? It was never a thing in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. or why does it matter how I dress or what I say, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it was quite the culture shock for me. I lost a lot of my freedom coming to the UAE. 
if I look back, I'm kind of, I don't want to say lucky, like it's not the right word, that I had, had had it the other way around because I grew into my freedom. Yeah. But also the restrictions that my family put that turned me into a massive liar. You know, you you, you end up knowing how... A thousand percent. It's so bad. Um, it is terrible. And I'll tell you something. Sorry to interrupt you, Razan, on that thought. But actually, and I think you and I talked about this before. The fact that there were so many restrictions put on me actually created so many situations that could have been avoided for me yeah. had I had had I continued to have the open dialogue that I had when I was growing up in Switzerland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because the dynamics changed so drastically, you hide so much. I hid so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were so many situations that could have been avoided. Had I had, you know, a, a much open relationship with my dad, yeah. um, I had to lie. I, my God, I became the manipulator, <laughs> the master yeah. of all lies. Yeah, same. That's you know, yeah. Yeah. and it's terrible. Yeah. That's not the relationship that anyone should have with their parents. But unfortunately, because we impose, again, I think it goes back to the obligations and pressures I don't know of any other culture that is as harsh on themselves and on their children as the Arabs are. Maybe Indian? Asians, yeah. Some Asians, Asians yeah, maybe. I can see it in Chinese and expectations in Japanese yeah. and Indians for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but man. We're tough. We are tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got put in situations I shouldn't have been. I lied a lot. I did. I was that girl, that Saudi man, girl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was that Saudi girl or that girl, you know, who was wild. I shouldn't have been. I didn't need to be. My cousin who had definitely, she's the same age as I am. She definitely lived a more more freedom, opened dialogue with her mom, blah, blah, blah. I had more restrictions. Uh, and yeah, there's lack of trust. She didn't do half of the shit that I did. Absolutely. Then she was older. If, but yeah, there was always that discrepancy between her and I, and uh, for me, the need to be to experience things I couldn't experience so early on. So I, in a way, I delayed a lot of things, mm -hmm. but also I had to experience things not in the most free way, or I had to lie about it, or I had to get in trouble for it. Whatever it is, when you look at hindsight, I was like, really, this is what I got Absolutely. in trouble for. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think I'm lucky. Mm. Look, I got to travel the world. I got to have the best education that anybody can get. I was exposed to, you know, multi-nationalities and cultures. And yeah, of course, I had my challenges moving to the UAE, but I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Really. I was going to ask you, would have you changed anything? <laughs> Growing up, yeah, of course, loads. But again, that's a different conversation <laughs> on another day. A few uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, mainly because of all the shit I got myself into. But uh, no, mm. I, look, it, um, no, I wouldn't change a single thing. Thank you, Abir, for your time. <laughs> I'm definitely hosting you again. We have a lot to talk about. We do. It was such a pleasure being here. I really love what you're doing. Thank you. I think it's good for the soul. Yeah. to be able to express and hopefully help someone who's going through a lot of the things that we went through yeah. or are going through and uh, looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. 
I, I wish I'd seen things in a different perspective. Me too. Up. Yeah. Did you think you were this lucky back then? No. Okay. What did you think? I felt like I was a prisoner when we first moved here. And I felt like I felt robbed from a lot of things. And I really had a lot of anger towards my father and my brother. For bringing you here. For bringing me here and for imposing all these restrictions on me. But only only when I got older did I understand mm. why. Yeah. But during that time, no man, it, there was a lot of resentment. How long was that for? The resentment? Yeah. For a long time. <laughs> for a long, long time. No, it took me a while. I hated that I had to lie so much. I yeah. hated that I had to do so many things behind their backs. I hated that I had no one to talk to, even though I have a beautiful older sister, but my sister and I are like night and day. Yeah. yeah so she will understand. لا, ma, yeah. <laughs> you know? And we only started getting closer at a very, at a much older, older age. But yeah, I uh, know there was a lot of resentment for quite some time. But before you moved, what were what was your perspective on the life you lived or you were living or who you were? While growing up, when let's say Switzerland, how was your perspective then? I don't think I ever gave it much thought then. You know, I was a teenager living life. Um, you know, it was just it was for me. It just that was my life. I never sat and said, "Oh, but I'm Kuwaiti living in Switzerland." That never. That was never a thought. But did you go home in between? No. Oh, maybe that's why. I never no. ever went. Home. You didn't see. No, because again, my parents were divorced. We're not, uh, we didn't have, again, a different conversation for another day, <laughs> but uh, my dad basically cut all ties with Kuwait. Okay, that makes sense. You I know? think it, that discrepancy would have begun if you had gone home and seen, felt different. Because it's that feeling, when you feel different, you stand out, you'd be like, why? What's going on? No, I, I only started feeling different after I went to Kuwait, Min Ba'd al Okay. You know, that was the first time I went back to Kuwait in 92. Mm. So imagine, um, after all this time, it was, uh, I didn't go back and forth. So I it never clicked during yeah. that time. Um, and all the Khaliji friends that we had in Switzerland... Were the same. Were very much the same. Yeah. You know, so... It never really... I wasn't that aware of... I wasn't aware that time. Mm. You yeah, know? yeah. I was a kid having fun, going to school. Life was great. You know, Adi. No, no, I felt different every day. Like I felt it because we spoke differently. We thought differently. They, it was just different. Like so, the, you know, but at the same time, I had similar experiences. Yeah, it, it just, it, it just, yeah, I felt it all the time. And then I would go summers to Beirut. Yeah. And over there, oh, you're not from here. An accent of غير. Oh, I had to change the way I say things. Or, مثلا, I would say to my cousin. A stupid thing like phrases that are more Saudi, like "awarak shay" or "awarak shi" in Lebanon. Yeah. I'm like, what? And they picked on the words that I said. So, so you feel it. You absolutely. Feel it. Absolutely. You know, I always was the odd one out, whether here or there, yeah. whether Lebanon or Saudi. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think not until you got here and you lived the actual Khaliji life, let's say. Absolutely. Yeah. That's when it hit. Yeah. You know. Um, too, too late. 
well and that that was the tough part yeah. right because there was no introduction yeah. to it it was life was life and then boom the the complete polar opposite of what i used to call my daily life yeah so yeah it was it was really tough it was really tough well i'm glad that you see things in much in a much better light now yeah alhamdulillah always grateful thank you for your time thank you for having me